Good morning, everybody, and welcome to the 425 Show, your place to be for all things real estate and lifestyle related here on the East Side. I'm your host, Nicole Mangina with Windermere Real Estate. Welcome to the show, everybody. One of the biggest questions I get this time of year for real estate is what does December look like? You know, are people actually buying and selling houses in December? The answer is yes. It's always been yes. Uh, I think it's, you know, we're in our houses more. Everybody has the end of the year off. Not that moving during the holidays is super fun, but it's a good time in the sense that everybody's kind of off and distracted doing other things. A lot of people shut down at work anyway. So it's a nice time to move because you can kind of do it and not have to miss a lot of work and things like that. And this year for sure, it's been super busy the last week with people looking at properties. I had a house come on the market in Sammamish um, under a million. So that's kind of a sweet spot of a price point there. We had more than 50 showings in three and a half days and a dozen offers on it. It's amazing. Interest rates also hit a new low last week. So I think that's making a big difference as well because it's uh, it's affecting your payment and the payment is more important even than the price uh, in terms of that's what you have to make every month when you make your mortgage payment. So the answer to the question of is real estate busy or even just does it happen in December is without a doubt, yes. Um, so if you feel like now's a good time to jump on the real estate train, if you've been thinking about making a move, now's a good time, uh, reach out. I am happy to answer your questions and help you come up with a game plan. You can find me via email, Nicole at NicoleMangina.com. There you go. And without further ado, I'm super excited for our guest today. We've got Claire Hines, the owner of Sully and Son, um, a an accessories boy I was having a hard time with that word <laughs> you have the most amazing accessories line and I'm excited to chat with you today find more about it you've got an amazing story about how this came about and some beautiful items just in time for the holidays if somebody's out there looking for gifts and stocking stuffers so welcome Claire how are you I'm good thanks thank you thank you for those lovely kind words Yes, absolutely. Well, I love it. On your website, I wrote it down, accessories with spirit and soul. It's like, oh, yeah. who doesn't need more of that? <laughs> exactly, yeah. Stuff to make you look good and um, yeah, there's, and, and there's a good meaning behind them as well. I Yes, so I love it when you kind of get to combine good stuff like that. Yeah. yeah. So tell us, Sully and Son, beautiful name. Um, it is, they're accessories, but they're handmade, they're handcrafted, they're just, they're gorgeous. I would love to hear the story, if you would share with us about how you started this. Okay, so it's quite a long story, so <laughs> I'm going off on a tangent. Um, so basically, I'll start off with saying, I've made, me, um, my background actually is in graphic design, so always incredible worked on magazines many, many moons ago and was always wanting to make things. And actually it's when I had my son, who's now 11, would you believe he was such a good baby when I just slept all the time? And my daughter wasn't like that, don't worry. Like, yeah, I was, I knew I was very blessed. Um, 
on my maternity leave, I actually had a bit of time on my hands and I started making jewelry. And it kind of started, like I said, started as a hobby and progressed. And at the time I was working on a newspaper in Dublin where we lived. And what started off as a, a job I loved turned quickly into quite a stressful job. I think having two young kids, like working to those weekly deadlines and jewelry then became my kind of um, release, like a way of de-stressing. All my jewelry is kind of handmade. I, d I didn't use like any special machines. It was just kind of originally using beads and strings. Then our life kind of changed drastically and my husband got offered a job in China. So yeah, um, a real kind of curveball for us. And I think, I mean, it was a real kind of um, a chance, like we, we weren't sure about the decision. And in, in the end, we thought we'll give it a go. We could always move back if it doesn't work. And um, I have to say it was one of the hardest things we ever did, but do not regret it at all because it's kind of what's, that was the beginning of our journey. Um, and so the kids, my two children were very young at the time. They were three and um, 18 months. So as you imagine, it was That's a lot. And this was, yeah, it really was. And this was to a place I'd never heard. It wasn't like Beijing or Shanghai where we, you know, we've heard of these places. It was a place called Changchun, which real like Northeast China. Huh. And they put it quite a hardship posting. Um, we were there, I can't believe actually now looking back, we were there for four years. But over that time, I again had more time to myself and it was the jewellery. I think that kept me sane, having that thing to do and, and focus on. And I kept making and making and started selling to other expat ladies. And strangely, where there was a large journey because of um, car manufacturing. So I started selling to these German ladies that would come to my house and I would customise the jewellery. And I think over that time, that also gave me confidence in my design because I was getting feedback and it's initially, it's really hard, isn't it? Putting your putting oh, yeah. your designs out there. Really scary at the beginning. And um, so, yeah, and then after that, we moved to Beijing and we were there one year and I still, I carried on selling my jewellery and did um, kind of pop-ups and bazaars and just, and it was great way of meeting people and the whole like expat community in, in these places was amazing and um, got some great feedback. And then after that, we moved to the Philippines and that's where it kind of changed um, and, and kind of transitioned into what the brand is now. Um, so, <laughs> yeah, so that's- I love goodness, it. We moved, yeah, it's- um, so when we moved to, to Manila, we lived in Manila in the Philippines, we were there for three years. And I think there was a combination of things. I think when you're living somewhere like the Philippines, um, like there's the disparity between the rich and poor is quite obvious and you want to do something. I mean, you have no choice, you want to do something to help. And even like the school that the kids went to was amazing. They were forever doing like, um, well, even the kids learned about social enterprise and did projects and help local communities. It, you know, it was a great experience for us all. Um, and I had this idea, like before then, I, I don't think I'd even heard of social enterprise or I didn't really understand it. And so I was learning as much as I could and wondered if I could somehow work with a group of women 
because I knew with my jewelry it was um it you know it was a technique you could do at home so they wouldn't need any special machines and it was a way perhaps they could earn some money um and so I was introduced there's um a platform called Geekonomics and they kind of partner so whether it's a you're a large company partnering to do your corporate social responsibility or someone like me a designer they partner me with a, a small community of women so that's how we initially started and I and I went and visited them in a, it's a place called Taklavan, which is in southern Philippines and it was just a very slow process I was very conscious of doing everything correctly and you know making sure it was done right and I work with another woman who lives in Taklaban because also there's a language barrier with this specific group of women um, and we're still working together now so that's goodness four and a half nearly five years ago wow. um, and at the same time I was doing my jewellery I I was influenced by the the beautiful weavings and fabrics that are found in the Philippines and I had this idea oh I wonder if I could make handbags <laughs> and, why not? <laughs> and yeah, why not and um it was just a series of events and I I managed to connect with um a very small manufacturer um at this um it's called Manila Fame which is like a big expo that happens like twice a year um sort of showcasing furniture and accessories and fashion and I was just, it was a real chance that I sort of saw this uh, small uh, display and connected with manager Ray and we started working together. So they, this workshop, who they're based in um, Mindanao, which is Southern Philippines, they construct my handbags, um, but they're also a cooperative. So they oversee um, this fabric called Tanalak. So it's a, a woven fabric that's, a traditional weave woven by women, specifically women from a tribe called the Taboli tribe. And so that's some of the fabric I've used in my handbags. And it's a way, again, of giving them a, um, a sustainable living and keeping that tradition alive of the fab, you know, that weaving alive, right. that traditional life, sorry. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> um, and then I also brought in Solly here, which is where my name Solly and Sun comes from. So Solly here is the rattan weave that I use in my handbags oh. and that type yes yeah, so it's got like um if you look closely it looks it has like hot it's like a sunburst pattern mm -hmm. and it's a weave that was traditionally used in furniture way way back like in the 19th century and because it's got holes in it it lets in like the the breeze so you know, Go before ahead. air was in the furniture back then. And you still see it in furniture now, but um, when I saw that weave, loved it and wanted to use it in my, my handbags. So, yeah, so that that's kind of how the story came about. I mean, it sounds kind of, yeah, it happened quite quickly, but it was a really, really slow kind of process, especially when you are working with these kind of communities. Um, it's, you know, it's not like obviously going to get in something produced in a big factory. Right. Like the whole idea, yeah, it's kind of an ethically, you know, produced accessories. So it's it's, it's taking, you know, a very long time and to, to build up those relationships as well. 
but I think it's beautiful that you took the time to do that. Um, yeah, and it, the terms uh, social economics, is that what you called it? I social enterprise. Oh, social enterprise. Yeah. Um, I think that's great, right? The way you've you've taken it and you had to figure out how to grow and what a better way to do it than to do it with, you know, people who are in an environment that probably don't really have access to ways to build their own businesses and figure out how to get their own products out there. So you're yeah. all um, working together and I think in a beautiful partnership. Yeah, thank you. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. If you're just tuning in today, we have Claire Hines with Sully and Son on the show with us today. The most amazing accessories. You've got earrings, necklaces, beautiful handbags um, that you partner with people in the Philippines with to make. And they've, they're just, they're so unique and beautiful. Um, so, you know, if you are looking, well, if you're looking for stocking stuffers for other people, <laughs> by all means go and check it out because they are beautiful gifts you need to order by december 16th for the holidays or if you're like me quite honestly i usually do the buy one for somebody else i might happen to get a little something for myself so <laughs> these are things that you would enjoy having i'm sure as well and your website is sullyandson.com correct yep sully s-o-l-i and son.com um, and you've got a beautifully, you can shop the whole website, but you've got a beautifully curated list of great gift ideas. Um, and there's some gorgeous things on there. Thank you. Yeah. Stocking stuffers. Yeah. Or stocking fillers. Yeah. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Is that Actually, what you Sorry. Oh, no. I would say, do you call them stock? We call, I've always called them stocking stuffers. Is the British stocking fillers? We should call them stocking yes, fillers. Yes. And I realized, I was like, oh, I think I need to start calling them stocking stuffers. <laughs> sound a little yeah. nicer if you call it a filler a stuffer is like man whatever <laughs> um, and i actually do it's just reminding me i do offer complimentary gift wrapping so even if you want to send it straight to the recipient or your loved one I, it can yeah you can just um tell me or send me a note or on, on the website you just click on a link and i can gift wrap it for you as well see to me that is one of the main reasons to shop local and small businesses anybody who'll wrap yeah. something for me i'm in <laughs> yeah no I luckily I enjoy the wrapping some people hate it don't they but no I I'm just yeah, not that I good at it. it it looks better when other people do it it's not that I don't like it but mine just doesn't look quite like other people's <laughs> um and I love the stories of the way you've brought in and kind of preserve help them preserve some of their heritage as well with the weave of the fabric for the handbags and um, the other weaves that you were talking about. I think that's really pretty cool and special to help give them a way to honor who they are and share it with the world and keep that alive. Yeah, because yeah, it was quite interesting living there. Seems that now things are starting to change, but definitely they were saying like the, the next generation had lost interest. And right. I think it's starting to become a bit cooler again because you've got younger designers using the fabrics, but definitely like 10 years ago, um, they weren't seen as, um, yeah, just weren't seen as special really, which is such a shame. But I think I do think things are changing now. And I think for me, it's the idea of kind of elevating it because they are beautiful, like the amount of work that goes into these weavings. So maybe sort of the older generation thought they weren't as fashionable or you know but i think 
there's so many different interesting ways you can use them to elevate them to kind of you know to appreciate yeah what they really are and that and makes sense. yeah and giving the 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 women um an income as well and um which helps you know the whole community absolutely i know that that just seems like a generational thing right whatever you know for the kids whatever the parents have going you're never that cool (laughs) there's usually a full circle moment down later you know but there's definitely that period of time that whatever it is not so cool (laughs) and don't you think now though people definitely are thinking more not turning away completely but going away a bit more from fast fashion aren't they and and being more interested in how things are made and yeah what goes into yeah I I I absolutely think that that um yes how things are made and I always love something with a story behind it um yeah I'm quite honestly a sucker for a story (laughs) but anytime there's some kind of thought or intention or meaning behind something that means as much to me as the product itself yeah Um, And I think I actually see that a lot in the younger generation. I think that matters to, like, to me, that was something I came to later in life, right? You know, in the beginning, it was like, yeah, whatever. Um, You know, but later in life, each year becomes more important to me, whereas kids, I think, are raised with more awareness about that. So I think it does matter to them, you know, more than we give them credit for sometimes. So how do you maintain your relationship then with your people in the Philippines? A lot of Viber. Do you, do you have Viber in it? Similar to WhatsApp or, yeah. Yeah. It's a messenger type of app. Sure. Um, I think um, the fact that we met in, re- in real life, you know, a few years when I was living there made I'm such sure. a difference. Like, I think if I hadn't been living there, there's no way we could have formed that relationship. Sure. Um, so, I mean, it obviously has been hard over this year. Like the workshop I work with, they had to stop production because they, they were um, told by a local government they had to make PPE um, equipment and masks. So for a while we were like, oh, is it, you know, are we, were you, well, we all didn't know what was happening, did we, oh. Ella, in this year? Like, it's just been crazy. But I think, you know, I'm hoping going into next year, our relationship has grown even stronger because I've stuck with them. And they were saying they didn't like for a, at the moment, I think I'm the only one giving them work and, and I'm small, you know, like I'm, you know, my dream is to obviously get bigger and get hold, more wholesale. Orders, but, um... Oh, <laughs> <laughs> that's a new one. The joys of Zoom radio shows. All kinds of stuff happens. <laughs> my son trying to, oh my goodness. Well, I've got, obviously, with everyone else having kids at home doing um, remote learning. Yes. yes. It, so, you never know what's going to happen. It's all good. Um, <laughs> what was I saying? Yeah, but uh, our relationship. Oh, about maintaining your relationships with, uh, yeah. and just kind of going through this whole COVID shutdown and how do you figure yeah. it all out? so I'm hoping that and also like where they lived like um the prov- they was they uh closed the borders between provinces so even getting 
the handbags to a DHL office. It involves some real interesting logistics trying to cross the border. To get, it's just crazy. But anyway, we're yeah. Hope, I'm hoping going into next year things will be smoother. And yeah, we'll have we do video calls as well. I think that's going forward. We'll do more of that so I can check quality. Um, yeah, I think just get on a video call is 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 even better than messaging because also sometimes a slight language barrier, you know, things is, is better when you're on a video call. Yeah. When there's a, a language barriers, especially it's just like a text or something written, it's super hard. Like, I, yeah. I think maybe this is what yeah. we we're, maybe we're on the same page. Who knows? <laughs> so, yeah, but we, it's all learning experience, isn't it? You, you, yeah. You learn as you go. <laughs> you do. And it's, you know, you're talking about having to figure out the whole DHL thing. I think, you know, for some people, it's like each year you kind of have your, what's your word for the year? You know, you're kind of supposed to figure out in January, my years, it's going to be all about whatever, right? I, I think whatever your word was at the beginning of 2020, who knows? But I think 2020 is going to be branded the year of creativity because um, it's yeah. just, all been about the shift and the adjustment and the, what yeah, do we do now? <laughs> yeah. I know. I kept hearing the word, word pivot for ages as well. Everyone yes. Pivot. Yeah. That's another good one. Um, yeah. I think it's been a good little mental exercise for a lot of us. You know, we get so into our ruts of like, this is the way, the way it is, the way it's always been, the way it has to be. And there's no other option. And you know what? We're finding out there's all kinds of options out there. I mean, so. who would imagine you would have your children at home yeah i know <laughs> but we've managed i mean it's yeah we have and i it sounds like your kids yeah. are kind of the same might be mine might be just a touch older but they're teenagers i have gotten so much when do you ever get this much time with a teenager i kind of like yeah. it yeah although yeah. our youngest ryan yeah. we were uh, making cookies yesterday and he was saying he's like i'm ready he goes i've never been so excited for school in my entire life <laughs> <laughs> they're gonna so appreciate school aren't they when they get back i think so and and then he was cute he goes i'll be honest it's probably only gonna last a day but i'll be excited <laughs> for a day i said yeah. that's fine <laughs> i'll take your day of excitement yeah. <laughs> again if you are just tuning in and joining us on the show today we have claire hines with sully and son um, dot com joining us the most amazing beautiful handcrafted accessories um, she partners with people in the philippines so it's i keep wanting to call it social economics but it's it's a good thing you're doing a good thing for the world <laughs> social enterprise there you go that's yep. the word um and you're here in the seattle area uh, you can go on to sullyandson.com beautiful gifts for other people, including yourself, because we all deserve gifts this year. Uh, December 16th is your date for ordering, right? To make yeah. sure everything gets there by the holidays. Yeah, yeah. So I know, yeah, the whole shipping thing has been a little bit of a, a pivot thing this holiday yes. season because um, it's been a little nutty. So the earlier you get in there, but you can go directly to Sully and Son. We will obviously have links to everything on the website after the show, uh, nicolemangina.com forward slash podcasts. But you've got all kinds of, I know you have earrings, you've got necklaces, you've got these cute little handbags that are just adorable. Oh, thank you. Yes, I've got oh. clutch bags. So the jewelry I hand make, um, and okay. then all the handbags are in the fit from 
are made in the Philippines. Um, so clutch bags, um, I'm looking into actually designing a big shopper bag for next year. So that's, yeah, I think that will, I've had people interested in that kind of bag. So, um, and hopefully we'll be able to go out again next year so we can take our clutch bags. <laughs> and um, a lot of my bags actually come with a handle, a small handle or a crossbody. Cause I, I like wearing my bag across the body as well so you can be hands-free. So there's a few you know options available for you with the handbags as well i love it that's perfect i think we will eventually we'll get out there that'll um, be so good <laughs> <laughs> so good to go out i know although here in the northwest we kind of naturally go into hibernation mode this time of year i think anyway right. yeah <laughs> so we're kind of doing what we normally do but yes i think we'll all be ready to uh be out and enjoy and all of that kind of good stuff <laughs> So you must be busy then. I love that you've got, you, it looks like you're kind of in your studio right now. Um, yeah, <laughs> that's great. My safe space. I get away from the family. I come into my studio. I love it. Where do you get your inspiration from for your pieces? Oh, good question. I, um, well, I think a lot of it originally is, was from the Philippines, a tropical kind of yeah. color that my brand definitely changed direction when I was living there and wanted to introduce more bright colors um and then the the supplies they get so a lot of them use the wooden beads which are also from the philippines from cebu uh -huh. and i think often i get ideas especially with jewelry is actually just looking at the supplies and kind of moving them around and looking at what colors go together what i can match them with um there's a style of earring called the lola earring which is like a circle of wooden beads and then a leaf pendant oh, sure. um, and that's been really popular um, and I think it's the combination of the wood and then this acetate leaf pendant. Um, yeah, it just, it's quite a tropical feel to it, but it's, they, they're really popular. Um, and then often I use gold kind of little pendants as well. Um, and then I'm wearing one of my necklaces and I, I, I like, I want to introduce like the chunky chain. So I also yeah. see, look what, what's trend, not mainly trending, but what the trends are. And I see there's a lot of chunky chain um interestingly when i lived in the philippines i moved away from necklaces because it's so hot oh sure. you wouldn't want to wear a necklace so it was all earrings whereas now being here it's not quite so hot <laughs> so necklaces <laughs> are becoming, necklaces and bracelets i've got little i don't know if you can see little bracelets a, a great little gift yeah, actually great um, yeah so it's yeah mixing kind of different um materials and um threads and yeah i just like i think mixing the yes. juxtaposition of different um materials <laughs> i love it it's beautiful they're works of art all of them for sure oh, thank so, you. yeah thank well you thank so you much. for joining us today i so appreciate it again we've had claire hines with sully and son.com on the show with us amazing beautiful artisanal accessories uh that are good to gift and get so thank you for joining us. We'll have links to everything on the website after the show, nicolemangina.com forward slash podcast. Yay. Thanks so much, Claire. Thank I appreciate you. you joining us. Thanks for having me. Thank you. Yep. Take care, everybody. We will see you next week. Bye.